Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. I'm your host for today, Callie Picardo, and I have with me Dr. Andy Miller. Andy is the Vice President of Academic Affairs and an Assistant Professor of Historical Theology at Wesley Biblical Seminary. Prior to that, he was an officer in the Salvation Army for 15 years, and he is also an author and the author of a brand new book on the small, short, but powerful book in the Bible on the book of Jude. And so, Andy, we're excited to have you on the Better Together podcast today. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Callie. Andy, tell us a little about this book. I mean, the book of Jude is so short. I mean, it's just one chapter, but you've written a whole book on it. What what, what drew you to the book of Jude? Yeah, that's the first thing people ask. Like even when I've, uh, when people have had me come in to teach on, on a subject and I mentioned like, well, I have six sessions on Jude. They're often like, oh, did you mean that? Are you serious? Like Jude, that's just one page in the Bible. Come on. Like let's, and that's been my experience is um, as I've, you know, served in ministry as a kind of lead, lead pastor for 15 years, my wife and I served together in that role. I guess we were lead pastors of the Salvation Army. And I would, you know, do a Bible reading plan going through the Bible once in a year. And in that big plan, you know, if you spend 10, 15 15 minutes a day, Jude makes up a quarter of one of those days. It just takes two or three minutes to read the book. And I generally have this sense as I read it, like, okay, I kind of recognize some of this stuff at the beginning, contend for the faith, once for all delivered to the saints. And then the ending, if you're ever called upon to give a benediction at the last minute and you're not really prepared, you can read now to him who is able to keep you from falling and all that. It's beautiful. It's this great passage. But I often found when I would do my own Bible reading plan that the middle was a little murky. Like I didn't, and there's some funny things in there that I honestly, every time I would read it, I probably have read it 20 or 30 times that when I read, I just think that's strange. And I would just move on to revelation where it gets even more difficult in some ways. So I, I never was quite sure what to do with it, but then I got intrigued by the book. Somebody challenged me to think about it, particularly in light of the challenges of sexual ethics in our time that Jude really, if you get behind the examples that he gives, gives an opportunity to speak to some of the issues of our time without moving in a direction that might feel like people are being clobbered. Um, And so I was really interested in that challenge that somebody gave me, and that gave me an opportunity to study this book and find, wow, there is much more here than I realized. Well, help unpack some of that for us. What is going on in the world of Jude? What is he dealing with? Yes, this is one of the things that's unique uh, for Jude within the canon is Jude is addressing problems that come from inside the church, whereas like a, a book like First 
Peter is addressing challenges that come from outside of the church. And I think that's really helpful to keep in mind. And, and, and there's a way that that's a reason maybe it's not preached on very much. We don't like to mm-hmm. say preach against the challenges that might be within our church. But in verse four, it says something interesting. It says that a group of people have, this is the language in the NIV, at least people have secretly slipped in. And there's a group of people who seem to become leaders within this congregation. And they are, they are, he calls them licentious, um, meaning they use, and I hadn't even thought of that word too much until I started looking at it here. They use God's grace as a license to sin, kind of the classical heresy of antinomianism that they see like that their life and their behavior doesn't matter in light of God's grace. And the same time, like these folks seem to be with the illusions that Jude offers, it seems to be like directed to towards a fair amount of sexual misbehavior. Um, but he, he doesn't leave it there. I mean, he also is trying to call them back to not fall away, that they don't have to be people who fall for these. Uh, Richard Bauckham, who's a scholar, I appreciate this. He calls them itinerant charismatics. Not charismatics in a sense of uh, people who are in the charismatic renewal, or in the, but, but more or less like spirited people who have an appeal to them, who are cozying up to people in this congregation. So that's in the context. In that in that context, Jude says, "Contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints." It's interesting you mentioned people coming in and infiltrating with like a very like outgoing charismatic personality. I was just in a conversation the other day with someone that was we were talking about these. Uh, people that get in powerful leadership positions because people are drawn to their personality. But with that power, sometimes then they're the abuses of power and they start to lead people astray. And so it, we see it happening today. We see, I mean, for better or for worse, these kind of cult-like personalities that develop um, churches that are more around them and their preferences than around God and Jesus Christ as Lord. And then the scripture. Yes, absolutely. I see see it happening and serving in uh, pastoral leadership for 15 years. I could see this happening. And, and I'm making up this scenario that I'm going to use. It's as if somebody comes in and gets into leadership and has a position of influence. And if you're kind of like singing a well-known hymn, it's as if they kind of open the hymn book and like lean over to a person who maybe is less developed in their discipleship. And they say, maybe you're singing something like Rescue the Perishing, which comes from this. Fanny Crosby based that upon Jude. Um and say, well, you know, that perishing business, we don't really have to believe in that. You know, mm. we, we, we're we more enlightened. Like we have God's grace, which makes it so we don't ever have to be in a position to worry about our behavior. And that mm. is so contrary to the message, I think, of Scripture, but also specifically here of what Jude is saying to this group of people that he so loves. Yeah. I think that piece of love is an important point too. Just he's in yeah. relation, like he cares about them. And so um, one, of, one of my good friends, Wayne, loves to say, uh, God loves you exactly as you are, but he loves you enough not to leave you there. And it Amen. seems like Jude is saying, hey, I love you. And I love you so much that I want you to know God's truth. And you you can't stay there. But yeah. how, did, how does he start to bring it back? I mean, because... I think that often is a challenge for many of us. We see people that we love dearly and we see them going down a path that we know is not good for them. Yeah. But we don't want to push them away. 
and we and we don't want to beat them up for it. We want to lovingly draw them back in. How do, does Jude give yeah. us any wisdom for that? Well, I think even the basic thesis statement that Jude has to contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints, like in that, I think that the call to contend is at its essence, like this um, kind of word that finds its origins in the, the, well, the center of the word in Greek is the word for ring, R-I-N-G, in the sense of that is like, not like a wedding ring, but a ring, like a, like a boxing ring, so Hmm. to speak, like where you're getting in and you're agonizing over the offensive and defensive reality of where you are. So that's kind of like what we mean by contending. Like there's this, there's an offensive and defensive approach to it. And it's a Jude's saying, these things are happening to you. You can either contend for your faith. And this is what I'm adding to that, or you can coast in your faith, but Mm -hmm. you can't do both. You you can contend or you can coast, but you can't do both. You you have to fight for it. You have to have a continued obedience in your faith to maintain Mm -hmm. the relationship that God has initiated in the person of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I think there's really something to that, that if we're, if we're going to be called to contend so often, it's just easy to ignore the problems that are there, ignore Mm -hmm. the reality of our own kind of natural coasting tendency to not act upon what we know is true. Mm -hmm. It's hard though. I mean, you know what, it would be nice if we didn't have to keep contending if we could just you know you accept jesus and then the holy spirit just makes everything easy and there is a sense that the holy spirit comes alongside and guides you and gives you the way out when you're tempted and makes it lighter um but there's some things that we can do as we do like what does contending look like how i mean how do we contend i mean you know i love that image of a boxer and a boxer ring but I'm also mindful yeah. that within the canon, we hear that the battle's not against flesh and blood. It is against those spiritual yeah, forces sure. of wickedness that are waging against us. And so it's like we're fighting against an enemy, but we can't see the enemy. I, I, I might emphasize the contending so much that I forget to talk about how we how we do that. And I think Jude gives some of those answers. You know, the book is structured in a way where there is a pretty clear contrast that comes in verse 20. And he says, but you Dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in God's love as you wait on the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to be bring you to eternal life, being merciful to those who doubt, saving others by snatching them from the fire. Now, interestingly, like how this works in Greek is that the main verb in this sentence is keep. And keeping is interesting. It comes up four times in Jude. Is very beginning. They are the ones who are kept at the very end. Now to him who's able to keep you. And then there's also uh, this kind of strange passage that talks about the angels violating their positions of authority. Um, they, he, he says they did not keep their proper positions. But the, so, so the idea is like keeping and, and keeping maybe is contending. But how does that happen? Uh, he says by building your faith. So adding to it, like we are part of the body of Christ. We build our faith by praying in the spirit, by contending, by praying. Um, and then also is by hoping or looking forward to what's coming. And then I think this interesting one, all of these words are connected. Forgive the kind of like um, grammatical language here, but we have a main verb and then we have participles that support it. So it's uh, building, praying, uh, watching or hoping, uh, looking. That's the third one. And then the fourth one is interesting. It's snatching. 
<laughs> now, this is interesting to me, like that the way that we're kept, the way we contend, not just as these private disciplines of, of building our faith, of increasing in our discipleship and our knowledge or in praying in the spirit or these, that that's all important. But at the same time, there also is something about snatching others. <laughs> now, I don't know if that will really work in a, like a mission statement for a church. We're in the snatching. But uh, nevertheless, like there is something to the idea that we are people who act on behalf of others who might be headed in a direction for eternity that is negative. You know, like they're, and Jude's very clear about the nature of eternity um, and about the reality of hell in this passage. So, we want to snatch people. So I think that's part of it is like going to battle for other people, praying, uh, not being afraid to speak out. Now, this is outside the passage myself. I feel like that's my challenge as a pastor is often like I can preach a message. I can say things that are, are, are vague, but to go after what's really happening. You see Jude confronting significant issues and having the willingness to say, I, I'm going to offer clarity here. And my clarity is kindness. The clarity mm -hmm is love. And you see yeah. that here in Jude. I love that verb, verb snatching. I've got three young kids and I feel like sometimes I'm like snatching them to me when they're about to like run out into the road. Yeah, it, yeah. That was the image that came to me is like, I'm, it might seem crazy. And they're like, mom, why'd you do that? But I'm just pulling them back. Cause I see them heading in a way of yeah. danger and I just love them so much. I'm like, come here. And then I have to explain to them what I've just done that. No, I was not trying to like jerk them in the right, opposite right. direction but that they were there are cars out there that are going to hit you and i don't want that for you and it's lovingly drawing them back and pointing them in the right direction right and jude says to do that um you know when you're snatching to do so by showing mercy mixed with fear i think that describes the mama bear instinct that you have there yeah like, it's like yeah it, like this is a merciful action is might hurt it's mixed with fear and then mm -hmm. he even says, like, it's kind of a strange, uh, strange language that you still even hate the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Now, that's kind of like, but I think the idea is similar to the in the world, not of the world. Like we're we're, we're going to enter into this battle. We're going to contend. But while we do so, we do it in love, in fear and not allowing ourselves to be ruined by what we experience. Yeah. And those are good words because I think people feel like if I'm going to, if I'm going to speak out in truth, I, I'm, I have to be mean or I have to be, you know, and again, this is talking inside the church. You said this is for yes. inside. So, um, but doing it in a way that's loving and in a way that's restorative and a way that yes. points people back to Christ. It's, it, it's easier said than done. I mean, it yes. truly is in some cases, but I do think there's often that fear. Our culture is very much one of, well, what's true for me is maybe true for me, but what's true right. for you is true for you. And we do see real truth in scripture. And we see a God who loved us so much that he snatched us by coming down Amen. out of he from heaven to yeah. live on earth um, to snatch us back from the gates of hell. Like he, he was willing to get dirty and messy Amen. and enter into our mess to be able to do it. So I see even the message of Christ in this book of Jude as well. It's interesting you say it because um, most scholars assume that Jude is a half brother of Jesus. 
Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. They don't think about Jesus having brothers as a half brother. Um, obviously, like by most likely assumed by Joseph and Mary together after Jesus is born. Most people assume that. No, the Roman Catholic tradition doesn't affirm that uh, because of the per perpetual virginity of Mary. Mm -hmm. But here's the interesting thing, like what you just said, that that's what Jesus did for us. I think Jude had a really good example for this. Hmm. And it was what his big brother did. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Jude saying, like, do this. And after all, this is what has happened for us. Jude loves them enough that he's willing to say something that will certainly make him unpopular. Mm -hmm. But he loves them enough that he's going to try to snatch them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, Andy, what is your hope for those that read this book? Yeah, that is a great question. Thank you so much. I, I Maybe I should have asked that question before I wrote it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's good. I do have a hope for it. I, I, I hope, I hope that it will give, um, not just for pastors, but for small groups of people who it might be tempted to kind of stay on the silence or tempted to coast in their faith to really realize that they have to contend that part of part of the gospel's call, the fact that God has revealed himself clearly in space and time through his word, which does not err. If that's the case, if God has revealed himself clearly, we have an obligation to be ambassadors of that and to be mm -hmm. faithful to his revelation. And, and that's, I think, what's behind. And I think if people read the, read the book, they'll see some of these strange stories about angels and Moses and Archangel. Like, that's what's behind each of those stories is uh, faithfulness to God's revelation. And so I hope people will pick that up and then just take on the call as like, the title. That's why I chose the title Contender, to really be somebody who is a contender. I love that, Andy. Well, if folks want to get a hold of your book, where they, where can they find it? Probably the easiest place is on Amazon. You can find, I have a video curriculum that goes along with this okay. that you can go to my website, andymillerthethird.com. That's andymillerii.com. And um, I have uh, six sessions, discussion guides, bonus content where I talk with some scholars um, who you know, help think through some detailed passages. I give some advice for preachers for how they think they might be able to use that there as well. So um, those are some things that I have available um, to accompany the book. But I, I tried to like see if I can make a cheaper price for um, selling the book, but I can't beat Amazon. So uh, <laughs> go to Amazon. Like uh, that would be great. And just type my name in Andy Miller uh, or Contender and you should be able to get it. Well, Andy, thanks for joining the Better Together podcast today. It's been great having you. Thanks so much. I appreciate the invitation. It's great to get to know you and, and your husband and the work you guys are doing. Thanks for doing it. Uh, well, friends, if this has been an interesting podcast for you, again, that is Contender, Going Deeper in the Book of Jude by Dr. Andy Miller III. You can find that on Amazon as you shared and check out some of those additional resources. And in the meantime, remember, we are better together. God bless.